Welcome to Bitch Talk, booze interview straight from the heart of quarantine. I am Erin, that's Ange. Hi. That's Char. Hello. Uh, we're rolling back to Sundance, you know, that film festival that happened in January. And um, <laughs> back when gonna, people were around other people. Yeah, people were around other people. We weren't wearing masks just yet. Um, it was a different time and place. Um, you'll hear a, uh, maybe familiar if you listen to this podcast often, a uh, voice on this interview with me. His name's John Wildman. And um, in this interview, we are talking with director Laurent Buzeru and Natasha Gregson Wagner. Um, who is a subject and I would say a co-director in this documentary about Natalie Wood, who is Natasha's mom, who was Natasha's mom. The um, correct title is actually Natalie Wood, What Remains Behind, which is out now on HBO. And so you'll hear me and John talk with Laurent and Natasha. Um, It's a lovely chat and I knew it was something that I was interested in just because I knew the story of Natalie Wood and John was really interested in, although he's running late to this (laughs) He was running late to this interview and was uh, stressing us out, but he made it. I'm so glad he did. In the meantime, you can find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com. You can also find us every Monday morning from 6 to 6.30 on bff.fm. And we'll see you on the other side of this interview. You're listening to the Festival Daily Buzz with Bitch Talk Podcast on KCPW and KCPW.org. I'm your host, John Wildman, here with my co-host from Bitch Talk, Aaron Lim. And right now we're going to talk about the Natalie Wood documentary playing at Sundance. We have the director, Lorena Bozero, and we also have Natasha Gregson-Wagner here. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Okay. You know, know, usually I always say, you know, ask our director to introduce our audience to the film. But I almost kind of want Natasha to do this. Okay. Is that okay, okay with, with me. You? <laughs> <laughs> it is cold okay. as after all. <laughs> um, well, Natalie Wood, What Remains Behind is a documentary that we have made on my mother's life. Um, we have archival footage that nobody's ever seen before, photographs, interviews with both my dads, most of my sisters, um, the people that she worked with, Mr. Robert Redford, and Laurent Bouzereau directed the film, and I am just so excited that we are premiering here and that we got to make it. It is an incredibly loving portrait uh, that also is also wonderfully insightful uh, about Natalie and about her career uh, that informs us a lot of us you know just on name recognition Mm -hmm. know your mom but there's so much in the film that a lot of people that even cinephiles I don't think no. Oh, great! It's a, it, it is a, it's a wonderful job, and I, I re- which is why I've just I'm out of breath. I hiked, hiked up <laughs> I Main feel Street. So bad you ran. That you're out you of ran. A, let's but be honest. I, Do I you did. need a glass of water? <laughs> <laughs> I feel but, like you should. Have I thought it was the emotional. <laughs> you know. Well, listen, I'll admit, and, and 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 my my uh, my co-hosts always make fun of me, but yes, you guys made me cry. So I will, I will, I will tell you that. But now you're going to make us cry. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'll tell you, have Aaron take it from here so I can breathe. Okay. okay. Um, so I was, um, I was really charmed by the film, um, and it was very he- heartfelt. And I, um, I wanted you to talk a little bit about your mother and um, how it felt, at least in the film, that she really wanted 
her personal life to be her personal life mm-hmm. and her celebrity quote unquote life to be that. Can you mm-hmm. talk a little bit about that? Cause she seemed like a very, um, in tune mother and family, family person. Yes. Yeah. She was a very in tune mother and I do. And it was something we, that my, my stepdad, Robert Wagner and my mom spoke with my sister Courtney and I about a lot, which was our work life is separate and this is our family life. And even though they became friends with so many of the people they worked with and those people were at our house all the time. Growing up, I didn't know necessarily that they were incredibly famous people. And so our life was pretty low-key. I mean, sometimes we would go out for dinner and there would be people that would ask for autographs or um, I would see them on award shows. But it wasn't... It was very normal. And I know that must sound like a weird thing to say, but... I, I honestly mean it. And if you felt that from seeing the documentary, that makes me really happy. And I also felt your house was normal. Like I wasn't <laughs> yeah. the, the house on Cannon. I was yeah. like, oh, that seems just like a normal Completely. eight is enough house. Yeah. Like I remember <laughs> that sometimes we had lots of animals at our house. And sometimes my dad would say to me, Natasha, Frisky left a calling card for you, <laughs> which was, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. meaning that I needed to pick it up. Mm-hmm. Um but I think about that now, and I think, well, where were the litter boxes? Like, that's weird <laughs> that the cats would just... Yeah. But anyway, what my point that I'm trying to make is that... <laughs> <laughs> my, my point is that my parents tried to raise us as normally as possible, and we had chores and things to do, and it was also just really fun. You know, mm-hmm. they were fun. They were funny, and they were... I felt safe with them. You know, they created this, like, cozy, safe world, which is all the more why it was just so devastating. Mm -hmm. And like my sister Courtney says in the documentary that the air just went out of the balloon when my mom died because, you know, I mean, it it just... Everything changed. It was just so unfathomable. Mm -hmm. And then career-wise, you know, again, a three-time Academy Award nominee... Uh, someone who was incredibly respected industry-wise for her preparation, for her, uh, you know, for, for her ability to, to deliver characters, and also not just deliver characters, but also um, pick projects. Mm-hmm. And that's a prominent part, again, that, that I think a lot of people will be uh, um, uh, freshly informed of, that she was one of the first people that actually fought for rights as an actor uh, and, and, and as a performer to, to be able to choose roles and not be dictated solely by the studio system. In fact, may have been one of the people that broke the studio system because mm-hmm. of that, to her credit. Uh, tell me, um, because again, as you're saying, you know, you know, there, there's, there's a home life and, 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 and you know, you're not necessarily in the room with, like the, like the famous picture you have of, of, of Natalie with, all for representatives, all, 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 all the men, all, all the men at the, at the business table yeah. taking their keys from her, <laughs> right? Um, but, but you know, but you know, but you're a kid. You're, mm-hmm. you're not involved in that. So, were there, what were the surprises for you as, as you were finding mm-hmm. this footage and as you were doing the research? You know, along with Laurent, to, to you know, to you know, the two of you, I'm sure, were working in tandem pretty yeah. closely about this. For you personally, what were the surprises? Well, personally, I I always knew that my mom was the boss and nobody crossed her in our household. So she ran the show. So I guess, you know, and I sort of knew, you know, because my dad, both of my dads would say, well, you know, your mother took on Jack Warner. You know, they, they would tell me these things. But as Laurent, you know, 
dug so much more deeply in. And I knew, you know, she was such a supporter of the LGBTQ community mm-hmm. because those people were in our house always. So, um, but but I think the biggest surprise was just how how modern she was. Like she, we could drop her into two thousand and twenty, and she'd be talking about exactly what she was talking about in nineteen sixty seventy. You know, so she was ahead of her time. And Laurent, we need to get you in here on yes. this because yeah, I'm they, in here. I'm in the room. Yeah, <laughs> you're in the room, and we want to get you uh, uh, talking about this film because, again, this film. Uh, on various tracks could have been three individual films at mm-hmm. least and so weaving this stuff together whether it be the interview footage with an, an amazing array of people that were part of the you know the you know it, part of the universe of Natalie Wood whether it be the research footage you know or, or whether it be just simply uh, managing the, the the family aspect of this uh, there was there was a lot to orchestrate so talk about your process here well, I mean, immediately, you know, um, I, I knew I, I wanted it to be feature length, an hour and forty-five minutes. I didn't want it to be three hours, and and you know, as as a as a filmmaker, you you have to know that uh, um, you have to find a through line because it's very easy with uh, something as dense as the life of Natalie Wood to get lost in oh, the making of West Side Story or let's talk about Splendor, and and I don't want to do that. I, I really wanted to find what is the sort of through line and the through line was Natasha was sort of like this youthful you, you know personal point of view and uh, also the other thing I knew I didn't want to do it chronologically so oh and then she did this movie and then she did that movie because I could see the audience looking at their watches going like oh we have about 20 years to go we're only a rebel without a cause <laughs> and, and I think that's that's the kiss of death with any biopics of celebrities who've had an incredible body of work, if you're doing it chronologically, it's, it's like uh, absolutely, um, you, you, you know, people, it's like the countdown, you know, to, to, to the last movie. Um, so, so I knew that. And, and then, you know, the, the biggest challenge in doing documentaries, uh, which oftentimes I, I, I say is harder than doing narrative film where you have an actual script, uh, it's sort of dictated by what you're getting from the people. I don't really do interviews, I do discussions with people. I want kind of like a performance, you know, for lack of a better word. And and all the interviews we did surprised us. First of all, all of them became very emotional because at one point we were going to talk about the loss, mm-hmm. you know. So I have never cried so much mm. and be so moved and so careful also because at the same time I'm trying to get the story, I'm trying to be respectful, I'm trying to fashion my 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 story you know so so it was um you know and once we got the interview i mean it became very clear what what the story was especially with natasha being the only subject talking to camera you know which i thought was something that came up really early and i'm very proud of sort of like the 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 way that we filmed everything you know right right. you know we we have to wrap up but i wanted to offer one quick anecdote because there is there's a part in the film where Natasha, you talk about, which you actually just touched upon earlier in this, about the fact that, you know, mom, it's dad, and then you think of them, but then sometimes they would go out and they looked like movie stars, mm-hmm. uh, and especially your mom. Well, I mentioned this before we started the show, but um, I worked at a PR firm that, that handled uh, Natasha, and so and I had to uh, take Natasha um, down a red carpet, 
and we're traveling to the red carpet in the car and I think you're wearing like some like big coat or what have you and we're just talking it's normal what have you we arrive on the red carpet and of course first you you, you um, open up with the photographers and you open up the coat and dropped it and boom movie star happened oh, and, and I remember telling people afterwards I was going Okay, well, I know where she got it from, but boy, <laughs> it's it's there. That 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 uh, was that was that was movie star, and and I was really that was one of the reasons why I was really anxious to do the, this interview. Oh, thank you. Well, I learned from the best, didn't you, I? <laughs> did. Well, again, the film is Natalie Wood. What remains behind? It's a documentary premiere at Sundance. Thank, thank you thank so you. much, and thank you for running. I'm sorry <laughs> that you had to do that. That was my interview along with our friend uh, John Wildman talking with director Laurence Bozerou and Natasha Gregson-Wagner um, about the film Natalie Wood, What Remains Behind, which is out now on HBO. And um, it's a really good interview. I think I really love Natasha. She looks exactly like her mother, which is a little eerie. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Yeah, it was it was being amongst I feel like Hollywood royalty. So um, she's very down to earth, and it was really a joy to speak with her and Laurent. So hope you enjoy that interview and, and check out the documentary if um, if you're into old Hollywood and and was a fan of Natalie Wood. I think it's a really good one. Well, yeah, this is one of those films. I was definitely jealous that you got to cover it. I wanted to be in on the interview too, but. I had enough films to do and we all had our own jobs to do, but that's, that's, you know, the nature of the beast, but it really looked, I was peeping into the window (laughs) as you guys are doing your interview and it's looking like you're having such a good time. So I'm glad that we got to cover this film, even if it wasn't me, but I was definitely jealous. I wanted in, I wanted in on it. She's so beautiful. She looks just like, just just like her mom. It's freaky. Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, my memory of this is always and forever will be, John Wildman scrambling <laughs> forever. <laughs> I will never I'm freaking out because I'm like, I'm not doing this well, on my so, own. He was so excited to be a part of this film because yes. he's worked with her on press before, as you heard, and all mm-hmm. of that. And so we wanted to like make sure like he was he was trying to do the gracious thing and go, start without me, start without me. But you know, it's like we knew how important it was to him and and so we were just kind of hanging out and we were just waiting there and, and then he gets there and then I'll just, I just never forget his, the look on his face. <laughs> like, he's just like trying to catch his breath during the yes. Yeah. He was well, like and, dying. And this was, uh, so we had two separate interview rooms for Sundance and we kind of had to alternate depending on oh. the day. <laughs> and this just so happened to be, we were in the smaller interview space and we had two guests instead of one. So already you guys are sitting like sardines in that room and they're just kind of, I was watching from outside, but you're just kind of staring at each other, you know, two feet away, like, oh, he should be here any minute. <laughs> so <laughs> awkward. I mean, honestly, I went to the bathroom to stall like four times. Yeah, so, that's like, right. I, because our, our other yes. producer wanted to move. It wanted wanted us to go, and we were like, you and I, Aaron and I, were just like, we gotta wait for John. We just gotta wait for John. Yeah, I couldn't do it. That interview in particular, he was so excited about it, and and yeah, it's just hard too because it was you know big names, obviously, and you just don't want to be an asshole, but you just gotta sit and wait. Yeah. Well, (laughs) that was that experience. (laughs) But she she was so gracious and very nice. 
And I think she was into bitch talk also. I think she 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 was one of the people. I mean, there are a lot of them, but she grabbed it. And I think she wanted to take, I think she wanted to take home the coaster. And I'm like, yeah, of course you can have that. Um, and then fun fact, we found out when I did a little more digging who she's married to. Remember, <gasps> Seven Seven? Yeah. The, oh, that's right. The oldest brother. Um, yes. This is so yes. random. Yeah. I know. <laughs> So random. Little fun fact, just because. Mm-hmm. Just because I'm curious. Well, anyway, um, that was a fun interview. It's nice to kind of go back to Sundance and feel normal again. So, there you go. <laughs> Before the pandemic mm-hmm. interview. So there were simpler times. Simpler, very. Yeah, you wouldn't think it at the time, but they were much simpler. So we, we, we didn't know it. <laughs> yeah, we did. We had no idea what was coming for us. So um, if you can, if you have access to HBO, you can find that documentary. It's called Natalie Wood, What Remains Behind. Um, in the meantime, you can find us at bitchdogpodcast.com. Uh, we have a brand sync, a new website. We'd love for you to join us over there. And we'd love for you to sign up for our email newsletter. Those are going to go out about once a month. So um, sign up for that. We won't spam you, we promise. You can also find us every Monday morning at bff.fm from 6 to 6.30. We also have a YouTube channel. Uh, if you want to see some behind-the-scenes videos, that's one uh, positive from these quarantine episodes. So we're recording little two-minute clips. So please subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is also brand spanking new. We're powered by GoTo Productions. Bitch, please! Bitch, please!